Hey guys, welcome to Sounds Like Autism. That over there is Josh Mursky. And that guy over there is Dave Thompson. <laughs> glad to be back. Yeah, glad to absolutely be here hosting another episode of Sounds Like Autism. And right over here, Dave, what is this on our desk? Well, um, I put up an Instagram post uh, in appreciation of our Blue Yeti microphone, which is a USB mic. Um, and they were kind enough to... Um, after seeing our story, to give us a awesome little uh, gift card to the web store, and we brought we bought a brand new boom arm, which is one of those really cool things you see the rappers use, where they you know go into the recording studio and the mic's kind of like right in front of their face and it's hanging from the ceiling. Well, we got one of those now, so it's it's awesome. Yeah, and let's take a picture of the microphone on that thing. I mean, it's it's awesome. I like to show it on Instagram. Yeah, so thank you to uh, to Blue. To, to, to Blue, well, Yeti's the kind of microphone, the company's oh, okay. called well, Blue. Yeah, thank you, Blue. Um, and uh, we'll take all the stuff that you want to give us, so anything yeah. else that you have laying around. I knew there was a reason that was my favorite color. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to be back, um, and what happened on the internet since the last time we had an episode? Well, there's a great brand new website up called com, where you can find information of your two favorite people, Josh and Dave, and also <laughs> information about us, as well as ways to purchase um, awesome Sounds Like Autism merchandise and stories of other individuals. Yeah, so I, what my favorite part about it is the fact that you can just... I know it's not a big deal to you or me because we listen to podcasts on our iPhones, but for some people who have never listened to a podcast before, um, the website's awesome because the podcast actually streams straight from the website. So as long as you can get to www.soundslikeautism.com, you can totally listen to the podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about the blogs, man. Yeah, no, blogs is going to be cool. If you have a submission and you want your voice heard, we've had a lot of inquiries from the autism community, mostly by people affected, which is super, super neat. Yeah. Um, you could submit writings to blogs at soundslikeautism.com um, and just uh, let us hear you out and, and we, might, we, might, uh, we might post you. Uh, there's two pieces of writing from the past by me. I'm working on a, a new one that's going to come out in the next couple weeks. Um, and there's also a post from Gretchen Leary, who was our last guest on, on our last episode of SLA. Um, and hopefully Josh will write some things and, and, uh, we'll get some submissions from some other people. Yeah, it's great to re-give everyone a platform to re-have their story be heard and shared. So, it's really, this website's going to be a great thing for many, many people. Many people. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. Yeah, so people, you know that you're not alone, you're not the only one out there. Yeah. It's all about that. I think that's really cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, um, besides the website, this episode, I believe, is the first of two things. Number one, the first have an in-house guest. That means a guest actually here in person. And the second is we're actually going to have not just one, but two guests this episode. We're going to have a recording of one of my read good friends. That's and true. the we're next is going to be... Josh's oh, boss. My boss, yeah, Patrick Bardsley of Spectrum <laughs> Designs Foundation. So I get to sit down and interview my boss. And, um... Yeah, that's a really special yeah, thing. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Eventually, we're going to have to have my boss on here. That's really cool. Um, so, the topic for today is inclusion. The episode is called Inclusion Business. 
because we're having Patrick on, and Patrick is obviously the CEO of Spectrum Designs Foundation. Hence the business. Right. Um, but inclusion is something that's obviously really, really near and dear to, to Josh and I, um, and and we want to just talk about um, inclusion from, from all standpoints, and if there's anything that we miss, I mean, we only keep these episodes to like a half hour, 40 minutes, so if there's anything we do miss, we want to talk about it. We want you to join the conversation. So yeah, let us know. Follow us on uh, at Sounds Like Autism. Email us um, at info at soundslikeautism.com, which is the new email address. Um, and uh, Or uh, message us on Facebook. Uh, join the conversation. We really encourage it. And also, just one more thing in case any of you missed it. We put out a little thing um, starting this episode and from now on. All episodes will be posted on Monday. So... You could start your work week with a fresh cup of coffee and a fresh new episode of Sounds Like Autism. Oh, that's so nice, oh, Josh. Boy. Very smooth. Um, yeah, I know. See, I'm good like that. I'm so, like, so let's just dive right into it. So, what does what does inclusion mean to you, and what has been your story? Well, included just inclusion, just pretty much to me, it just basically just means being included, being part of the group, um, not the outsider. And I, I have so many stories of, like, being not included. That's pretty much you know, my whole childhood. So, just my whole childhood, basically. Unfortunately. And, and, the, be- and the beginning of your employment history, right? Until... Uh, uh, yeah, up until Spectrum, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the kitchens, all, all the, that fun stuff. I, it was a nightmare. Right. But the inclusion really started when I came to Spectrum... And that really like, kind of opened up doors and I just kind of agree with open arms and people who are like me, people who get me, understand me, and like so I kind of felt connected and then that was this nice feeling of inclusion for like the first time around. Really. So um, that, that's how I first felt inclusion. Yeah, and I, I think that um, this project is emblematic of inclusion because you know, you're in front of the microphone, and it's you and me. I know you asked me to talk to Kyle. Yeah, man, I just thought that um, you speaking to Kyle would be great because we should have more um, views on the show. I mean, everyone hears mine and yours, mine and yours, but every now and then, it's cool to have another view on, you know? Yeah, especially if people uh, uh, that are affected by ASD. Um, So, yeah, let's let's check it out. I hope you like it. How do you feel about when people um, protest that there's going to be a group home in their neighborhood? Do you think that's right or wrong? Um, a group home I, in the neighborhood, it might be, I would say it's just normal for people. It should be normal, but sometimes people don't want people with disabilities in their neighborhood. Well, that is something that they're going to have to adjust to new things if they really don't like it. Right, because people should have the right to live where they want to live, right? Yes, it's like, think about like how um, our revolutionary story, where we um, didn't get along with um, skin color. So basically, you like, imagine like someone like me would say, hey, I don't want to be with someone who's highly, um, high functionally autism, and, but... That would be very offensive to someone, and they'll just have to, they'll just, they're going to have to roll with it. If they can't deal with it, that's their problem. Yeah, man. 
I agree, and I think it is a civil rights issue, like you were saying, like, like just like different uh, struggles we've had with skin color or other differences, women's rights, anything like that. I think that, you know, people can be afraid of things that are new to them or different, and we just need to take every opportunity to make uh, teachable moments out of really difficult situations. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, like teachable situations, like they need some, a lot of help. They yeah. can't figure this out themselves. Right. I think their reason that they're afraid of is, um, I think they're just afraid that something might go wrong or cha- um, too chaotic for them. But what they don't know is that we do care for people and how much we love them. But love can be a very supportive thing to autism. Yeah. Everyone deserves love, right? Exactly. Hate is like on the... I would say hate is just at the bottom of the, of the list. Like, like, the last thing you want to do. Yeah. The love is on the top of the list, which is something that you want to reach. Like compared to like hot... Um, the temperature of the thermometer reaching high and uh, low. So, say something like that. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Do you mind if I actually put this on the podcast? Affirmative. Does that mean yes? Yes. Told you he was going to be awesome. Yeah, of course. I mean, Kyle's a great guy. And I think he's actually writing something to uh, to submit to soundslikeautism.com, which is great. Oh, man. I cannot wait till we put that on the website. Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to hear a lot of voices. And I think that that's, you know, that's what it's all about now that we're really hitting our stride. And we've found our own voices that we can extend um, this opportunity and pass the mic to others uh, figuratively and, and literally. Literally, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... and you know, really fulfill the the mission of uh, of SLA. SLA. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't even imagine um, being of a of a population. You know, this is my my me being aware of my privilege, I guess. But I I can't even imagine being part of a group that was excluded from a certain neighborhood. That must be the most disheartening feeling in the world. And I really. Um, I really feel for people not only who um, are literally those people who are being excluded, but people who are like those people who are being excluded. That's a crazy thing to, to hear about and even it's see on very, TV. Yeah, it's very sad. It's, I mean, most people don't think they take the moment to put themselves in their shoes. It's, it's yeah. really, very really upsetting. Yeah. And um, I've worked in a lot of residences in the past, and um, I know you never lived in one, a group home or anything. But, um, you know, it, they have enough to deal with. It's a, even with the best intention staff, the, the system is not perfect, and it's not a... Overall, it, you know, the, the whole residential system needs a lot of work, and they already have enough to deal with besides not being welcome in a whole neighborhood. That's crazy. Yeah, people saying they don't want that in their backyard. Correct. And I see that you're the king of segues, and you're bringing Yeah, that's what I just gave you that wink, as I said, not uh, in my backyard. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about 
um, why we're having Patrick on? Yeah, so the reason we're having my boss, Patrick, on is because um, Spectrum Designs is launching a clothing line with with a message, with a very powerful message, which um, I'll discuss with Patrick in a little bit. Yeah, but and if and if this if the topic today resonates with you, um, then so will Patrick's new brand that he's launching. So oh yeah, um, let's just let's just play the the interview. I think it went awesome. Oh, and it's definitely our most natural interview because we know the guy so well, right? Oh, yeah, and pretty cool to interview your boss like that. Again, I'm gonna bring Nicole on. I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite her. Is that cool? Yeah, no, definitely do, Nicole. If you're listening, you, you hear that it's coming. So uh, right. let's, let's let's play the it. interview with Patrick Bardsley. All right, guys. Well, welcome to our, the show, the first ever live guest in the history of Sound Like Autism, and my boss in Spectrum Designs, so we're very happy to have him, <laughs> um, Patrick Bartley. Hey guys, thanks so much. I didn't know I was the first live guest. It's oh, a bit yeah, of an honor. It's an honor. Yeah, you're, wow. you're and I'm a huge, huge fan of the show, so forgive me for being a little nervous. As you told me, you're an you were an early adopter, and oh, you taught me that term. I like when... to think I'm an early adopter. I was oh, listening yeah. to the first. I listened to every episode, and um, I was actually listening to your stress episode yesterday while I was in a stressful situation in traffic uh, with Nicholas, and so I did the five breaths, and uh, I uh, I really appreciate it. It helped me oh, a lot. Look at that. Oh, awesome! Well, yeah. th- thank you. That, Making that's, a difference. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Let's to, just uh, jump yeah. right into it because I think this is a great, uh, a great kind of segue. Naturally, you mentioned Nicholas. Can you just? People are probably wondering. Um, you know, we've we've talked about our relationship with Spectrum Designs, and we've talked about, um, and and you know, it's funny that you'd be a, a pretty big guest for for our purposes, even if we didn't know you. So it's really awesome that you, we have you on. Um, but just to give people some background. Who's Nicholas? Why are you here? Why do you have a British accent? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I would, I'd feel more comfortable if I had the Mickey headphones on, but um, I'll try my best. So, yeah, so Nicholas, um, Nicholas is um, the inspiration. I mean, he's the one um, who I met back in 2006 at, at summer camp. Um, whose mother Stella um, and um, uh, is a co-founder um, of Spectrum Designs, and um, of course Nicole, who's a co-founder as well. Both parents of children with autism. Um, Nicholas changed my whole direction of my life, and um, back those as a young, vain, impressionable eighteen-year-old, um, being humbled like that um, was was obviously super, super important. And um, it changed everything. So uh, we met in 2006. I kept coming back summer after summer to the summer camp while I was in school in Britain. And uh, his mum basically said to me, you know, what are you going to do when you graduate? You know, why don't you come over to the United States, um, get your master's, work in special ed. Um, You clearly, you know, you've got a passion for this kind of work. And uh, I did. I moved over January 2010, skidded down on the cold New York uh, tarmac at JFK. Um, Not sure what was next, um, thinking I'd just do a two-year master's degree. And um, tragedy struck six months in. Stella's husband passed away very suddenly. Um, Nicholas became um, an only child without a father. And Stella became a widow with an only child with an 18-year-old with autism. And I was living in the house as this kind of butler-like figure. Um, suddenly went from making cups of tea and saying, you know, and answering the door to, um, to uh, I guess, the oldest male in the house. And um, she'd always talked about creating something, the Nicholas Center. She'd always talked about um, uh, creating a, a school or something for Nicholas and those like him when she looked into what was next after high school. And um, 
And so the time kind of timeline sped up, you know, um, the fragility of life. We're walking out the door, not coming back, can happen to anyone. And um, and so um, Stella, you know, said, let's let's put um, her husband's life insurance policy, sold the business, and started the Nicholas Center um, with myself and Nicole Segru, who co-founded the Elijah School and was transitioning out of that at the time. Um, and so um, the Nicholas Center was born. That was in 2011, um, and then shortly afterwards, we realized we'd still be chasing jobs. We'd still be trying to create work um, and knocking on doors in the community for, for guys, Nicholas, and those like him to be working. Um, and it's a group that faces a 90% unemployment rate in the United States. Um, everyone knows the statistics, one in 59, half a million in the next decade, graduating, turn 21, and facing those daunting statistics. So we said, why don't we create those jobs? And then that's where um, Spectrum Designs was born um, as a t-shirt business because we knew that through their 20 years of fundraising in the autism community, they had... Um, they had ordered shirts. They'd ordered swag. They they'd done walks. They'd done that stuff. And it's and a recession proof. Recession proof, right? And that was shortly important. after the recession, obviously in two thousand and eight. So we're only a couple of years after it. People were still very nervous and scared. And um, we didn't know what we were doing, but we set up in our barn. And um, I think with good business practice. Um, good passion uh, as Nicole always says you know they had a horse in the game they had two children um, who were part of it and I think parents and um, stakeholders and people alike got on board with it pretty quickly and we had very quick growth and so um, I was bequeathed Spectrum Designs to run it um, and become its CEO and so we had um, crazy growth and then here we are sat here in, in Spectrum Designs yeah. at 366 and uh, you know an 8,000 square feet with 40 employees and almost 3 million dollars in sales just yeah, and I came on in 2015 and it's been a whirlwind for me yeah. and I can only imagine how it's been for you going on that journey with with Nicholas and, and you know from the the, the barn, which is really a shed. I've seen pictures. Yeah, really, yeah, no, yeah. Barn was, is a generous term <laughs> no for air the original. And, and that was, you know, you know, that was only like eight years ago. And, and yeah. now, you know, started at the bottom and now now we're here, as, as, yeah. Drake, as Drake so eloquently yeah. would say. Um, and, and yeah, so it's just it's just incredible. And now we're making things for the New York City subways and, and Facebook and Uber. And uh, Josh is going to speak at Uber, which we didn't really talk. And then they yeah, and, and then they went public two days later in one of the highest uh, IPOs in history. And I think Josh, had, yeah, yeah, I think not. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome, Uber. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and I came on um, to Spectrum at 2016, and um, yeah, Spectrum really, really changed my life. So, how do you feel on the world of the disability employment has changed since you first started? Um. I think I think people are certainly more on board with it. Uh, I think I think that that more and more businesses, more social enterprises like Spectrum Designs, are starting up, which is super encouraging. And also, um, big corporations, you know, Microsoft, uh, SAP, uh, Bloomberg. These places these places are now um, creating autism employment programs, so like so the autism employer roundtable and things like. So that. it's like becoming more mainstream, more socially accepted, and. Um, I think so. I yeah. hope so. I hope so. I think there's still reservations. Um, I think people still, unfortunately, even look at Spectrum Designs and go, "Okay, they're a nonprofit and they're employing people with disabilities. Are they really a sustainable solution?" And so those patterns of thought need to change, um, and they will only change with. Um, you know, there's another idiom, the yeah. proof is in the pudding, you know, like when guys are like yourself who are coming to work and challenging those misconceptions, yeah. I think that's, and, and putting out a great product, that's, um, that's, that will alter patterns of thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think while, while employment um, for people with autism and related um, challenges and conditions 
is definitely uh, becoming more mainstream and you know we talk about our saps and our Microsofts and which are incredible they they really are still only employing a certain mm-hmm. uh, a certain segment of, of the population whereas where we're super unique is that not only are we the only nonprofit we're the only self-sustaining nonprofit and then on top of that um, we're you know the calls that Patrick and I get are the how do you employ people how do I say this like my son mm-hmm. right yeah. and 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 um, that's that's where I think a lot of this magic is and why we're picking up so much steam is because it's not the people that may be working at, um, you know, maybe as a grocery cashier, but they're able to be a coder at Microsoft, which right. is incredible. Right. We're working with the people that I don't, you know, I always put it in air quotes, which you can't hear, but, you know, the otherwise unemployable without, you know, uh, a safety net of support at right. work yeah. in addition to the HR department. Um, that's who Patrick's mission has been to employ, sure, which sure. has been really incredible. And I think that's the next step for these big corporations is, you know what, there's jobs in the mailroom, there's jobs in janitorial, there's jobs in other areas mm-hmm. which perhaps aren't, like you say, coding, but people can do, and, and why not open it up to, um, you know, and, and people can thrive. And not for nothing, some of those major companies that have actually said, we're glad to get you guys on the phone because we want to know how you do it, which is right. so, so cool. Right. I think right. that kind of like proves the point that Spectrum's become kind of like a shining beacon in the darkness where people really go to and are attracted to, to like say, oh, wow, this is how it's done. So we're really like a leading pioneer in the future of um, disability employment. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important to have you out there with us and, yeah. and, and this podcast. You know, we appreciate um, this this kind of um, exposure and, and getting people to know that um, there's a lot of good out there and a lot of good, like you say, a beacon, you know. Um, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, well, it, it's true. So, um, yeah, so, so it, we, like I said, we do get emails, emails and phone calls every week um, about how we do what we do. And, and I think we'd all agree that, that the movement's growing. But where do you see inclusion and in ensuring people have the right to, to, to live and work where they want to? Where do you feel that that's going in the future? Um, well, yeah, it's a, no, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. I mean, we, I don't know how far we've come. Like, I feel like we've come a long way in what, what we've done in our, in our little isolation thing here. But um, in terms of the mainstream world, I think there's a, still a long way to go. You know, we're not much more than 20, 20, 30 years away from places like Willowbrook, you know, which were the largest state-run facility. Um, so they had 6,000, um, 6, I guess, um, Inmates, what's the word I'm looking for? Six thousand people who lived there. I guess they called them patients. Patients, right? Six thousand patients and four thousand beds. You know, and it was the largest state-run facility for people with developments disabilities um, in the country, and um, it was shut down. And so, you know, that that's two couple of decades ago. You know, so how far have we really come? And then when you read articles about um, in Smithtown where a proposed home was, and there was you know uproar in the community about that, um, and that was this that was this year. You know, it's 2019. So sure, we don't have these big facilities anymore, but have patterns of thought really changed I don't know and so that's why it's so important philosophically um, for Spectrum Designs to be right here in the community on literally on Main Street USA um, and um, we're not hiding we're not going anywhere and I think that's important we really believe that people with disabilities have the right to live and work wherever they wish just like we all where everyone does you know yeah but um, you just said something about how in a community a group home right mm-hmm. something so yeah. And that, like, is obviously talking about, like, kind of in folks' backyard. Yeah. So, um, 
that kind of brings me to a point. Um, you've mentioned before, not on the show, about something called NIMBY. Do you mm-hmm. want to um, talk a little bit like what what exactly is that? What does it stand for in the traditional sense? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people with disabilities tend to suffer from the effects of NIMBYism every single day, and we've kind of talked about it before. NIMBYism stands for "Not in My Backyard." It's an acronym. Um, and it's really characterized by the opposition um, of people. So people are opposed to something, um, either a development or something that they, they deem unpleasant or dangerous in their local area, but they don't actually have those objections to it somewhere else. So when it comes to people with disabilities, you know, most people would say, of course people with disabilities should live and work in their communities, just not in my community, not yeah. in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And so... W- I think the important thing that we're trying to change is say, look, we're better than this. We're greater than this. And so we've come up with a brand um, by Spectrum Designs, which is, is it's it's a NIMBY symbol. We're kind of reclaiming the word. Um, but the symbol is greater than the mathematical symbol before it, greater than NIMBY. Um, and it's a shirt to start a conversation. And um, we teamed up with Loom State, who are a super transparent um, organic cotton company where they can track the cotton all the way from India to um, the United States. And so it's really sustainably made. The poly bags that they're in are biodegradable. The shipping uh, shipping packages are biodegradable. Um, so we really want it. We call it a comfortable com- a comfortable shirt for a perhaps more uncomfortable conversation Ooh, um, and that, a shirt you can be comfortable with. And so um, for us, you know, what is NIMBY? It's really a way to say, you know what, guys, let's have a conversation about this. Um, let's let's spark it. A lot of people don't necessarily know what it is, but when you explain it, they go, you know what? Mm, yeah, I can see that. I, I can see where people's NIMBYism um, exists, you know. Um, so really it's about challenging that ignorance. I don't think it's hate. I don't think people tend to hate or dislike people with disabilities. I think it's ignorance about what what is what's what the potential is, what the possibilities are. And I think Dave, before we went on air, you talked about um, a really good analogy with cats and and dogs living together and and everyone kind of goes, "Oh, you know what? They, they they can't maybe you can elaborate on it in terms of not living together but ending up being absolutely fine and thinking we're so different but actually we're very much the same um and so um we just want people to have that conversation we want people to recognize it we want people to um to join this this kind of movement of 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 changing and challenging the way things were and the way they were thought and having a a better idea of what people with disabilities can and, and will do and it started very much organically with the business and now we're saying you know what like it, it does span to to housing and it does span to people with disabilities in the community and i think port washington is enriched by spectrum designs and if people move here and and, and our employees decide to live here i think that only adds to the community and um i think the community recognize that but maybe not every community is like port washington yeah i mean i i just want to say i think that you're absolutely right and you're hitting the nail on the head and we've talked, I think, even in the first episode when we kind of explained the context. We, it was only, you know, 14 weeks ago or something, but it's been a whirlwind. And the walkie-talkies were on, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and we were kind of figuring it all out. But I said that um, when we were explaining Spectrum Designs, I said that it, it's not just that we accommodate pe- people. It's that they add to the conversation, and mm-hmm. not, not, not just because that's the right thing to do, but because that improves upon the com- conversation, that improves upon the culture, that improves upon Different the workplace. Views. Yep. And, and, and we see that every every single day. Um, I feel like Spectrum Designs is a microcosm of what um, larger society should look like, um, yeah. not just in industry or not even just in business, but in you know, your day-to-day, your neighborhood. Um, 
this this is your backyard. The, yeah, ooh, good one. <laughs> um, and and so I, I think it's really cool. And I I I'm you know me. I'm uh, always I've always been really passionate about this place. I was looking for it even before I knew exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, and I you I, got I, it right I'm, away. I'm a big um, promoter of of Spectrum, and a lot of people have said over the years, oh, I like your social media pictures, whatever. I'll take a shirt. And we're like, ah, oh, it's not really like that. Like, it's more like if you're going to get bar mitzvah shirts, we'll make them yeah. or, or whatever. And I've bugged Pat over the years. When are we going to do, like, a brand, like a lifestyle brand, like something a little, maybe a little edgy, typical Dave, <laughs> but, um, you know, something stylized, you know. Um, we, and have an opinion. And, we want and, people to talk. Right. And, and so my next question for you is um, – why now? Why? Why? I guess we were waiting for the the right time, the right place, the right idea. Mm. I think a bit of that. Um, we saw some of the stories. Um, we I mentioned the stories out on Long Island that we saw, and that, that were some of our parents were um, actually going to go and to the town halls and sort of stand up. I heard other parents in Westchester, where we're potentially expanding, talking about that they were advised not to go to the town hall for the for the proposed home for their son, and that that was just normal. That was a normal thing. Like, you know what, our, our, our planning attorney said, don't, don't go, because honestly, it might not be very favorable. How is that okay? How is that, if that was any other um, group, you know, we would we'd be up in arms about it. But for some reason, it's acceptable to say, oh, you know what, housing prices, it's common knowledge that housing prices go down when a group of people with disabilities move in. That shouldn't be common knowledge. That shouldn't be accepted. And so for us, like, we were like, we've never really, we've always stayed pretty neutral. And, and we are, I mean, we're not saying anything that we think is <laughs> outrageous. It's not, it's not we're saying people right. with disabilities, I think it's totally nonpartisan. People with disabilities have the right to live and work where they wish, like we all do. And, and we're not pointing fingers at anyone. We're not saying that this is a, a left or a right wing kind of or side of the aisle it's just uh, we as people need to need to be better and we can be better um, and and we're great at this and so um, that's really it um, I think uh, you know and then also you know Spectrum Designs is in the community and we were welcomed with such open arms and we started questioning whether we whether it could be in any community and whether it was the Port Washington was was a unique sort of utopia uh, and then we, you know um, so there was just a number of different things um, and so it sort of led us to this and who knows you know we, we had a great video and um, we had a lot of people reaching out to us and saying they liked it who knows how well the, the brand will do it's not so much about that it's more about uh, having a conversation and the and, and and the message and yeah. trying to if even one person recognizes their own nimbyism right and and kind of questions it and thinks a little bit about internally um how they feel about a certain thing uh i think that's i think that's that's powerful yeah absolutely and um dave you said something about like this is kind of like a microcosm and you know that kind of makes me think of something which I've seen. Um, I, I'm a huge Disney fan, so of course I know this. Um, Epcot, the thing Epcot stands for is Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. I didn't know that. And um, yeah, Rich is going to be a city, but I could go on forever about that. But um, the point is, um, it's it was supposed to be a community of the future, which will be like everyone else will look at it and say, "We got to be like this," mm-hmm. you know. And if we think about it. That's kind of what we are. We are like a modern day Epcot, but not just in theory, but in practice. Because Epcot never got built because Walt died before it could. Right. But here, th- this is happening right now. This is not just theory. This is happening. So, I guess we're kind of like Epcot in a sense. The... I like that. I like that a lot. That's, yeah. that's really neat, man. Yeah. yeah. You can always 
tied in. You just live off analogies, man. It's so cool. So Walt would be proud. Yeah. Yeah, Walt, Walt would be proud. Barnsley's yeah. over here with his, you know, idioms. <laughs> and and you got you got that. I don't know what I got. Give us some idioms, Dave. I don't know. I gotta work on it. <laughs> All right, cool. Um yeah, I, I just want to say, I, you know, it's not because we work alongside you every day. I think that it's really incredible to to have to have you on and to bring you in on this conversation. And you've been you've been such an integral part of the way that my worldview has been shaped. And I think I can speak for Josh. As yeah, well. same here. Um, same, things really here. didn't, um, you know, even though you're you're younger than me and whatever, <laughs> things re- I always knew that I wanted to be a part of a movement just like this. And it's taken a lifetime to hone in on what that meant. And um, things really start clicking for me. And it, I, I don't just speak for Josh, and I don't just speak for me. Others, too, come to this um, this community and to, and to these agencies um, that we, that we um, and, and your business, and, and they, they get it. And, and um, the conversation, the, the difficult conversations are, are had and, and uh, hashed out, and we're... We, we feel, you feel that energy of, of the moving forward constantly yeah and, and I think that that's that's really cool and I want to thank you for that right Josh to, yeah to absolutely um I don't worry to thank you enough just thank you oh, I mean yeah you guys I mean it's it I know yeah. I, I appreciate it uh, it does I know it's cliche but it really does take a village and yeah. and what Dave's added um, since he's been here and Josh what you've added um, it, I get a lot of the credit I get to get these kinds of accolades but I wish I could kind of beam it out to all the people that have added along the way um and so you know like i said there was only three four of us in the barn now there's so many more and and it wouldn't be what it was without you two without all the countless people that come through these doors and i want to credit you for this podcast because you you. know in the beginning i think a lot of people like what is it what are they doing you know saying first of all what's a podcast right 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 and yeah Yeah, i I didn't really know much about podcasts yeah (laughs) now you're super super vogue because podcasts are totally in and and i think you were you know like i said you the conversations you're having and the people you're speaking to and that you can touch you're just beginning um, and so I would just keep encouraging you to keep talking about the stuff, talk about stuff that might be a little uncomfortable, talk about things that, you know, warts and all, you know, um, yeah. to give you another. Uh, and so, um, like I said, I think it's I think it's really powerful. And, and I commend you guys because you do this, um, you know, in your own free time and, and often on a Friday afternoon uh, when most people are on their way home. And, um, you know, so I'm a huge fan. Uh, keep it up. Um, we're, we're happy to have you. Uh, until you're too big and outgrow us, you can keep uh, keep recording <laughs> at 366 Main Street. Um, um, but yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, and of course, I have some NIMBY uh, shirts for you. I wasn't going to leave you empty-handed. Oh, uh, I have oh some, thank you. Some official NIMBY shirts for you guys oh, with a sticker. Uh, no, Gosh. it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm a, I'm a good I'm a good uh, visitor. And um, and so, um, so yeah. Prop- he manages to be so edgy and so proper <laughs> at the same time. He's constantly walking that line. Just like, you never come as a guest, and you don't. You have to bring something. Oh, I wasn't going to tell him it was swinging good. arms. <laughs> Is that a, I'm gonna, let me write that one down. Swinging arms. <laughs> All right. Thank you so right, much, but Pat. Wait, one last um, quick thing. So how do you think the combined efforts of Sounds Like Autism and Spectrum's oh. NIMBY project can end the NIMBY stigma? 
keep the conversation going. I think that's it's that simple. I mean, I could get on here and say, go to Spectrum Designs and buy a NIMBY shirt. <laughs> and of course, you could do that. And one thing I will say is they are free shipping because we want people to get them. Um, and we don't want anyone to get stuck with shipping. So we literally want them in your backyard. So um, they're free uh, shipping. Um, and I could yes, say all I could, Yeah, I could say all of that, um, but I won't, of course. Um, but what <laughs> I will say is just keep the conversation going and keep speaking for those who don't always have a voice, Josh. And, um, and Dave, the way you can articulate um, your years of experience and all the people you've met and all the people you've impacted, um, I think is, is really powerful for, for those like myself, um, for educators, for parents. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, I would just keep the convers- I would ask you guys to just keep the conversation going. Um, patterns of thought can change. They can change over time. Um, but only if we talk about it, only if we address it head on. And so um, that's how you guys can keep it going. Awesome. Right, well, thank you. Yeah, right. Thanks a lot, Pat. Thanks so All right, much, it was boys. Great having you on. Thank you. Bye. My honor. My honor. I have to say, again, that it was so, so cool having Patrick on. I mean, oh, he's, awesome. he, he's one of my, my closest friends, uh, but he's also someone that I just respect so, so much. And uh, Steven. Yeah, um, that that was really cool, and I hope it was as cool for the listener as it was for the people who, you know, spend five days a week with that lad. Yeah, cheerio, lad. <laughs> um, yes. Speaking of, do you want to talk about yeah, the special so, bonus um, feature? After the final and the episode's over, um, <laughs> I had to do it. Um, after all that, stay tuned, like, because we are starting a little bonus feature. You see, Dave and I decided to play a game with Patrick called Bargelyisms because he says certain like British things that work and it, it's funny. So we try to guess what they mean, and then he tells it to us. So stay tuned. That's a little. That's the first ever SLA bonus feature. So yeah, cool. So um, keep in touch. That being said. Um, check out the website like That's right And um, please keep the conversation going Keep in touch Follow us on social media And um, thank you guys so much For all of your support And we can't wait till next time On Sounds Like Autism Thanks Yeah absolutely Have a great one guys Bye So we've talked about how um, how incredible you are as a, a leader and how um, different this kind of workplace is and how positive it is. So uh, we were all talking, uh, some people that are in this room and some people that aren't, about um, Bardsleyisms and all your little uh, sayings. Yeah, might. <laughs> we decided to compile a list in collaboration with some of our coworkers. Right. Um, I'm not going to name names, but Tim Tim now. And we're going to... Josh is going to read them off, and then I'm going to guess what they mean. Okay. And you can correct me. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right ready? Here's the first one. Are you telling me porkies? <laughs> are you telling me porkies? Are you... Are you telling me lies? That's exactly it. Yeah, porky pies. Ah, lies. So yeah. porky is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you break a few eggs and make it an omelet. That means um, you make sacrifices to... Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Pretty much that, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you the, want to make an omelet, so yeah, yeah. The tail doesn't wag the dog. I have no idea about that one. Can you explain that one, Pat? So the tail doesn't wag the dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
normally it's sort of like, well, who's in control of who? You know what I mean? And, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. so if we get a customer sometimes that can be very, very demanding and perhaps a little bit unreasonable, we're like, well, hang on a minute. We're the ones that seem to be knowing what we're doing here, so the tail doesn't necessarily wag the dog. All right, well, write it down, folks. <laughs> okay. okay, I can see that. Okay. Um, through a spanner in the works. Cause a problem? Yeah, yeah. That's in, that, that's got to be used in America, no? Isn't that a common one? I've it's like throw a wrench in the yeah. throw a wrench in something. I, I heard that one. I never heard the. What's a spanner? The spanner? Spanner is a wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. oh, so sorry. Yeah. So wait, if we go Home Depot in like England, it's like, hey, where are the spanners? Yeah, yeah. You'll oh, throw wow. them off. Okay. I made a right pig's ear out of it. <laughs> made a right pig's ear out of it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking probably maybe a butcher pun. I don't, I don't know. What does it mean? Just means a mess. So like, a, <laughs> oh. it doesn't mean like the right or left ear. It just means they made a right mess of something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it does. Yeah, I, the way yeah. you said it, I was like, oh, I think he's saying a right ear. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, mess or something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely cuffed. Cuffed. Chuffed. 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 Okay. Yeah, chuffed. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, what's I have that? No I'm really happy. I'm chuffed to be here. Oh, I thought it meant mad. <laughs> I'm okay. totally. Massively chuffed to be here. I was thinking, oh, I don't even know what I was thinking about that. <laughs> right. I'm cream crackered <laughs> after the event last night. It, well, based on the context clues, it must mean that you're tired. Yeah. It rhymes with knackers. Knackered. Same thing as porky pies. It's cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> God, God, I love these things. <laughs> now you're going to, when you're tired, you're going to say, I'm um, cream crackered. Cream crackers. Yeah. All right. Um, Brian's. Had his Weetabix this morning. <laughs> is, that, is that like Wheaties? Specifically Brian, yeah, yeah. It's a cereal, the morning cereal. Yeah, we yeah, go, you know. That's awesome. He's on fire. I'm like, oh, Brian's had his Weetabix this morning. <laughs> God. All right. And uh, let's leave the shop mise en place. No need you for things to be piggly d, wiggly d <laughs> down here. <laughs> Piggledy wiggledy, right? Piggledy piggledy. 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 Piggledy